Welcome back to Napalm and Friends. And this week, I am beyond ecstatic and honored to have the incredibly talented multimedia artist out in San Diego, Erica, also known as Fawn on Instagram. And I'm so glad that we're able to like finally work out our schedules and kind of like work out the technical difficulties so I can finally have you on the shack. Because I mean, like I've been a big fan of your work for a very long time. And like you were around when the shack first started. And you actually did one of the early pieces for an early episode where you actually drew a portrait of me, or like I commissioned um, some work off of you. And it's like this really amazing portrait of me, like with made with, I believe it was like graphite or like lead pencil. Yeah, it was uh, graphite. And it's like, you are just insanely talented, dude. <laughs> like I'm a huge fan of your work. So likewise. <laughs> Oh, thank you. So before we like really dive into the artist that you are now, how did you pick up, I mean, just drawing? Um, to be quite honest with you, well, first of all, I'm a self-taught artist, um, but I've been doing it my whole life ever since I was really young. I think it's just something that came really naturally to me. Um, like in school, I was always drawing. I, I know that I have like... Um, well, my mom saved a lot of my drawings, too, from when I was a kid. And I, like this is like one like kind of funny thing that stands out to me because I have like this whole fixation with like horns and like women with horns and like devils and things like that. 
But when I was like really young, I would draw like little devils for my mom. <laughs> and she still has those little drawings. And like to this day, like I still do things like that. Like I still have like this whole like, I don't want to say it's like a little trademark, but it's something that's always caught my attention that I've always done. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, like, why do you think you were yeah. so drawn to that? Like with drawing these little like the or like just I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know, but it was just something that I was like really into. And then as I got older, like I just started like, you know, that's like I like that. I think you know what it is? I think it's like I don't know, like something about horns. It's just it's so empowering to me. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like I like wearing little horns and things like that. So no, I definitely like the style and I kind of like that yeah. little that style. I think because for me personally, like I grew up in a very religious household. So anything like with horns and like the devil and it's like, it's no, you know, it's, you know, it's so yeah. quote, bad. And I was like, well, no, like I kind of like it. Like, yeah, do it. I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do now. You know, what? like, I think that's one thing about my mother, like the way she was like parenting is that she gave me so much freedom. I think that really helped me develop like artistically like I did like she just let my imagination running and I could go on about that because also like one thing about artists it's like you're always a child at heart like you know I, I don't know how like to explain it but it's like your inner child is always there no I can see that it's like mm -hmm. you're, you're allowing that space to like express yourself exactly and I think as children it's like we want to express ourselves but as we get older we're given kind of like, not I don't want to say structure, but kind of like these restraints where it's like, you can't express yourself at a certain point in time. It's like, eh, it sucks as an adult sometimes, but like, mm -hmm. as long as you let that inner child run wild and especially like creatively, I think, I mean, it does, it does the individual good and then also does like society good. Exactly. So you do like multiple medias, like you use graphite, lead, um, paint, like what is your favorite method? To be quite honest, like, I don't think I really ever post much about, like, the things that I do, but I really, really like dabbling in, like, a little bit of everything. Like, I've done sculpture work, like, paper mache, I've worked with clay, with, like, pottery and things like that. So, but I don't think I ever, like, actually, like, put that out there, but I do like doing a little bit of everything. Um, but it's definitely, like, one of my strengths and the one that I feel the best doing is like probably doing portraits with like graphite pencil or charcoal, things like that, where I could go like really into detail with things. Um, I think those are my favorite to do. Uh, but yeah, I, I really do like, if I really think about it, like I've done like so much things, like I've done jewelry, I've done like sculpture work, I've done, yeah, all that kind of oh, stuff, so yeah. I didn't know that, like I'm only familiar with uh, like your graphite and your paintings. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, and then on top of that, like we're, you're actually working on a current piece at the moment for an upcoming show and you, you know, put your work in, in various shows. So, I mean, if it's okay with you, if I can tag your Instagram in the bio of this episode. So like for future, cause you also promote like local scenes. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. Like I'll be adding the link in the bio to this episode. What has been your favorite show so far? And I know it's, it's going to be hard to pick, but or like most memorable show? My most memorable show, you know what? Probably um, when we were going back into like resuming and getting out of COVID, cause I know during COVID, like obviously like galleries were closed. Nobody was doing really art shows. And I was kind of like doing commission work during that time, like just being at home. Mm -hmm. um, 
but the most memorable one was like literally the first one after they started reopening everything. And then I had an art piece that I had been saving for like, I want to say years. Like I just did it and I was like sitting in my closet for years and I never showed it to anyone. And then I took it out and then I reworked it, like fixed it up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to like put this out there. And that was like for the first show after like um, we were getting out of quarantine and stuff like that. That was probably the most memorable show that I had so far. Just because like during quarantine, especially, I think I was doing the most artwork that I had ever done, like ever. Like I had so much time, like, you know, I think it really helped a lot of people that are like into their artistry, like with their own business. I, to be honest, like I had never done commission work prior to that. And then when I opened up my commissions during quarantine, I think I really picked up to them on it and got to like have one-on-one -on -one with people that don't really do art, but like, you know, love art. I didn't really know that, you know, like some, like we were, we're all artistically inclined, but yeah. um, like, I didn't know that people like outside, you know, outside also admire the work, not as an artist. Well, I guess as an artist. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. I mean, I think we all are artistically inclined in one way or another, whether or not mm -hmm. we're aware of it. And it's funny that you say like, that was your first time doing commissions. I didn't know. I, I ended up commissioning one of your, one of the pieces off of you, like the portrait. Yeah. And uh, like, I was fortunate enough to still have my job early on in the pandemic. And it just like clicked. And I was like, I need to support local artists. And that's mm -hmm. where it's like, I was throwing my money at. So like in the beginning of the pandemic, if you go back like on my Instagram page, like you'll see that I had commissioned a bunch of work from artists per episode where I'm like, okay, I need an Instagram post. Like I don't have a drawing or anything to kind of like promote it. Mm -hmm. That's when I really started like looking to local artists. And I do want to say to the listeners out there, it's like, if you can support local artists or a local scene or anything, yes. do it. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, ultimately that's your community, you know, like you want to invest in your community. So, I mean, I definitely jumped on the chance. And since then, like I've been a pretty big advocate of, you know, look at what's within, what's down your street, you know, like, and spend your money there because it's money that's gonna help improve your little like world. But yeah, that was like a bit off tangent. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Like, um, to me, it's just like, you know, like, Oftentimes, like those people that you're supporting become your friends in the end. I know that like a lot of um, people that I've met through sh like art shows and things like that or just being out here in like the art scene and like, um, you know, hanging out with artists and things like that, like local artists. I've made a lot of friends and connections through there and that's how I mostly get my art shows um, or get into art shows. Yeah, because they already know my work and they're like, yeah, Erica, you're good to go. Like, just, you know, bring your piece in. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah, so it definitely helps to kind of like build that sense of community and like camaraderie. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, a, a little community. So I do want to ask, like, I know you said that you always just kind of like drew little Diablitos, but do you have any like big influences in your style? Um... Yes, but um, the little Diablito thing is just kind of like my imagination running. Like, I, I don't know, that's just me in my head. But um, a lot of my influences come from um, like Mexican 
old cinema, like El Cine de Oro Mexicano. Like that's my shit right there. That's like where I get my inspiration from. Um, old films too. A lot of um, films inspire me too, like for paintings. I don't know. Film is just like so wonderful to me. Um, but also like um, burlesque dancers are a very big influence to me. Um, what else? I like um, a very old, like, timey stuff. So anything vintage, like 1940s, pinups, obviously. 1940s, 1950s, 60s, 70s, all that stuff is, like, kind of where I derive my inspiration from.
estés hoy siempre Yo te llevo conmigo, necesito cuidados, necesito de ti ¿Dónde voy? ¿Dónde vaya? Yo te llevo conmigo, no me dejes ir solo, necesito de ti Como te puedo pagar todo lo que haces por mí, todo lo feliz que soy, todo este gran amor. Ten mi vida, ten mi vida, te la doy. Pero no me dejes nunca, nunca, nunca. Te lo pido por favor. Thank you. 
It's definitely like you do really have this like distinct style and I love it. Like, you know, you've done luchadores, you've done these like really voluptuous women yeah. who are like tattooed and then like little clowns or with yes. clowns makeup. So I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I genuinely love your work. And it does remind me a lot of like old cinema, especially Mexican cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what would you say is like one of your favorite? Well, actually it's gonna go into our next question before yeah. I ask about just a film. Like if you had to put together a class curriculum, like what book, album, and film would be a part of your class syllabus? A book. Um, damn, I didn't think. Oh my gosh, I, I'm sorry. I was like, I didn't think about this one. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, uh, keep in mind, sometimes I've had people also kick out like either a book or an album or a film from their list because they're saying it's like, no, we don't want that in the class. So you have complete freedom. These are just the three that I was curious about, but you can kick one or two or all three out. What, what, wait, what else did you ask? A book, an album, and... And a film. And a film. Oh my God. I'll, I'll start with the film one first. Um, anything that is... Well, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Santa Sangre. No, I haven't. No? I know. Okay, so... Um, that is like... I don't, that to me is like a very like visual film. I like, I like very visual films too. I like any kind of film, but visual films where like literally you'll pause the movie and the actual like shot itself looks like a freaking painting. Like those are my favorite ones. Um, Santa Sangre is like, it's like a very artsy kind of film, but anything that's Alejandro Jodorowsky, he um, is a like, I think he's from Chile, like Chilean, French filmmaker anything that he does is great like he is um actually like so many like like literally going through my camera camera roll in my phone or anything like I will take like little screenshots and stuff of all his work the color in them is like inspiring to me um he uses a lot of very like solid backgrounds and I think I do that a lot with my paintings as well like I just do like a solid block color in the back like nothing too crazy Mm -hmm. um but it does inspire me and it does I do derive a lot of my inspiration from that because then it gives like a lot more room or focus on the main subject would be like my strength would be like portraits or things like that where I want just you know like notice the portrait and the details and stuff like that that's amazing yeah so but like, he has a lot of he has a lot of really good movies. The Holy Mountain is a really good movie too. It's like most of his stuff is like eighties, like seventies, eighties. Mm. Mm-hmm. So now with album or artist that would be on your curriculum. I think who else would be a good one? I think an artist would definitely be could this be like music wise too? 
yeah. music wise an actress or something like that <laughs> oh yeah that, i mean again entirely up to you like who you want to pick as far as like either artist or an album Okay, 100%, like, Maria Felix. She is, like, one of my top idols. I've done so many portraits of her, too, but she is, like, just an amazing woman to me. She has so much strength. She has so much fucking talent. Oh, wait, can I cuss? Yeah, you can, do. Oh, I was like, because that kind of slipped out. <laughs> she has so much talent. She's just, like, this strong, like, super fucking badass woman that, like, literally represented a whole country, carried that on her back, and she did it wonderfully. And, um, you know, her movies are all over the world. So she is definitely one of my top. No, definitely. And I know she also inspired other artists. Like, um, mm-hmm. the name escapes me at the moment, but the song, uh, Maria Bonita, is yes, yes. for her. Who was that? That's just like at the tip of my tongue. I know who that is. I know what he looks like. He has that scar on his face that he got from like a bar, from a bar fight. They, uh, you know, you know they, de- they actually dated. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They were married. And then, like, he threatened yeah. to kill her or something. Like, yeah. there was, like, a lot of, like, domestic squabble. And it really... Mm-hmm. Asked... It, the, his name escapes me at the moment. But I can it, hear I... his voice in my head. <laughs> I love that. That's such a beautiful song, too. Oh, yeah. So, now, I mean, I don't know if you want to keep... The... Oh, it's like Agustin Lara. Sorry. Oh, I, like... It like came to me. I was like, I was thinking that because I was like, that's such a beautiful song. And I was like, I had it in my mind. <laughs> I was thinking that I yeah. Him, he's the one that wrote it and like composed it and put it all together for her. And they were married like briefly. <sighs> Dude, and like now that we're getting into that, I was like, Pedro Infante, like Pedro Infante movies and his songs, his voice is just so wondrous. Like, love it. Oh, yeah, dude. He, so dreamy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like the final one on your class curriculum, if you choose to keep it, is what book would be a part of your class syllabus? A book. To be quite honest with you, like one of my favorite books, it's a poetry book. It's a Robert Frost poetry book. But anything that would have to do with Robert Frost mm-hmm. would definitely have to be on there. I think I used, I used to read a lot of his stuff when I was younger and it just always stuck to me. So I think definitely like Robert Frost poetry. Hmm. It's like, it's like super random, but like, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, to each their own. I mean, like, what was it about yeah. his poetry that drew you in? Um, very, like, I don't to me, it's just like very comfortably lonely, like being like enjoying your solitude, being, you know, I don't know. It's just very, his poems are like cold to me. Like when I read them, it's like cold. I don't know. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Like, oh, I, I really do like that kind of finding comfort in your own company, which I think is yes. rare to come across. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like, I, I also do want to know, like, You've given us like this really wonderful background of who you are as an artist, but like, what do you think has been the evolution of yourself as an artist? I think earlier you said something about me having like this like distinctive thing about my artwork, like you could recognize it. Mm-hmm. But to me, like people say that to me a lot, like, oh, if I see your art piece or something, I know that's yours. But to me, like all my art pieces look different. <laughs> like I've never had like a selective style or like I do things differently. All Like to me, it looks just so different, but I guess uh, kind of like 
de developing, like, or just not developing, but finding what I'm really good at. Like, what do I enjoy doing the most? Um, it kind of started off like, I guess during my teen years, started off like getting into painting and things like that. But even back then I would do like graphite pencil portraits. Like I would just do pencil portraits like with the lead pens or whatever and doodle. Um, they were always like my best pieces. And I've like learned like get something that you're good at and like get even fucking better at it. Like make it the best thing that you're at. And I do get a lot of compliments on like my graphite portraits the most and I do um mostly people commission paintings but um I try to make graphite portrait pencil like graphite portraits but um yeah I think I just I don't know they're like I do them all the time they're easy to do they're easy to get out you know so
Augusta, graças a Deus, graças a Deus, entre você e a Angélica, eu encontrei a consolação que veio olhar por mim e me deu a Consultório médico Angélica Augusta Graças a Deus Entre você e a Angélica Eu encontrei A consolação Aflitos não era bastante largo pra caber minha aflição. Eu fui morar na estação da luz, porque estava tudo escuro dentro do meu coração. Eu fui morar. question for you other than mm-hmm. what advice do you have for young artists um kind of going back to um like your inner child like never never stopping 
yourself or limiting yourself um, for anything. Like, dude, art is like so like boundaryless. Like, art is in every. To me, honestly, like I see art in everything: in clothes, um, film, like photography, music. Everything is an art to me. Like, even like just anything, dude. Like you making podcasts. This is like that's that's art to me. Like. Conversating with people, your voice, everything. So um, definitely not seeing any boundaries or limits, not stopping yourself and never stopping. Um, not like always creating, like keep going, like just keep it going. I know it's, sometimes it's hard. We burn ourselves out and things like that. But just keep it going. No, definitely. Like I, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. It's It's like what you said, you know, just kind of pouring yourself into it and I mean, in the end, just do it for yourself above anything yes. for that inner child. Like, don't do it because you're trying to gain, I don't know, like whatever recognition or validation. Exactly. Like, create for you. Create what you want. Like, um, I think sometimes, like, I've, I've talked to other artists about, like, commission work because they're like, wow, how do you do it? Like, I can't do what people tell me. But honestly, like, it's like... it's like kind of nerve-wracking or whatever to do a commission but at the end like when your customer likes it it's like holy shit like I I did that for you I brought this vision like somehow you know our minds aren't connected but you told me what you wanted I'm you know brought life to your vision like even though I can't see what's in your head like you just said hey I want this this and this and then I'm like cool and then I you know I put it together for you so yeah that kind of thing I do. I could, I'm a filthy liar. That wasn't the last question. <laughs> so, you know, kind of going back to the commission work, it's like, yeah, I know you said you did it at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, you started mm-hmm. putting yourself out there, but like, was it something that you just decided overnight? Like, this is something that I have to do or like, did you kind of think about it and you were nervous? I know you mentioned that you were just kind of a little apprehensive of like kind of wondering whether or not the person would like your work, but like, what was the thought process before that when you first decided to do commissions um to be honest like people would always just ask me and I kind of like would always like turn it down but then I was like why am I you know I can do it like I could do it for you and you know it's like I don't want to I don't want to say it's a job but it's like not like a duty, but it's like, we all come into this universe for something, you know? Maybe this is me. This is me bringing your visions to life. Like maybe that's my thing and I have to like put them out there for you. And like, you know, I'm more than happy to, I can do it. So that was also like something. Also, cause I would always get like, um, one thing that I, I couldn't ever turn down was like when people, it's kind of dark, but people would commission um, like portraits of their deceased loved ones. Um, yeah. So those are always very, those are always so, so special to me. I'll never post those, but, um, they're so, so special to me because it's very intimate, you know, and like sometimes I get to see the reactions of people that see the pieces. So that I think to be honest, that was like a turning point for me when I, when somebody commissioned that and I was like super fucking honored. And then, um, when I gave it to them and then they saw it and then there, it was a gift for another one of their family members and they actually videotaped the reaction of their family members and like it just brought tears to my eyes I was like oh my god you know what this isn't this I need to do this for people I need to 
and not not just that but you know like because i like doing art and i you know that's what i do but that was like one of the things that i was like holy shit you know what i have to do this for people and like now that we're getting into that there was like i had this other time i think it was during quarantine as well where i did a portrait of Jimi hendrix and i still follow this girl on instagram i don't know if she's gonna hear this but i'm not gonna say any names um her dog had died and her dog's name was hendrix and i remember um i posted the my portrait like i finished i would do artwork like at night it was like four in the morning or something when i finished it and i posted it and i kid you not like two hours later i was still awake by the way it was like 6 a.m i was still awake <laughs> doing artwork and um yeah she wakes up and, and and she messages me and she's like we had never talked either we just like followed each other she's like i know this is like super weird but um my dog just passed away and last night i was like so upset you know because dogs are like our children but yeah. she was like i was so upset and i was asking for signs if he's still with me and i wake up and the first thing i see is like your story and it's a portrait of Jimi hendrix with like this really nice song called sweet angel so yeah then when she was telling me that i was like damn dude like wow like really you know you build these connections with people and that's why i fucking love commission work now like i i i gotta dude like you build these like very intimate connections with people from so far it's just like you know there's like this weird thing there for me like this like energy that you know people give off like the energy that you put into your work too you know people are gonna pick up on it no, definitely. I, I'm not going to lie. Like I got chills when you described the whole, like doing the portrait for a loved ones who passed on or just like yeah. with dog. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I've shared before on the shack where I say like, we connect in so many ways that we don't even realize. And we really connect through art, like specifically yes. we yes. Connect through music. Mm-hmm. We are able to connect globally. Mm-hmm. you decide to like recognize it or acknowledge it it's like that's what happens and same thing with your art it's you know this kind of insane connection that we build without even realizing it exactly so i think it's yeah. absolutely beautiful i will say to the listeners again like i'll be tagging your page in the link or i will link the your page to the bio of this episode so like check out her work support local artists uh, yes and I'm super excited to see what you come out with next because I... Yes, and uh, the piece that I'm actually working on right now, it's a art show. I, well, I'm, I don't know if like, probably my, I'll get my friends from San Diego to listen to this, but it's an <laughs> art show that's going to be taking place at Corazón del Barrio. It is a Chalino Sanchez themed art show hosted by Anna Brown. And I'm going to take part of it with a lot of super freaking amazing local artists too. And it's going to be super bomb. So if anybody can make it out there, it's in Chicano Park. It's going to be great. I mean, I know you, it's not just that show. I mean, that's one out of the many that will be doing. The the last show I had, I I also did it there. So they have a lot of really cool shit out there. Oh, sick. Mm -hmm. Again, definitely give her a follow. Because I mean, whether or not you take part of uh, future shows, it's like you are always supporting local artists by just mm-hmm. simply sharing on your platform so definitely give fawn of fawn erica a follow it's well worth your time like not only are you getting like these vi- beautiful like visual pieces but you also get to see like a, get a glimpse on a different community like i'm from la like you're out in san diego so through the internet and through you sharing your art and the posting about it like i feel connected to the san diego community yeah. So definitely well worth 
uh, people's time. Yeah. So again, for listeners, give her a follow. Um, I mean, do you have anything else, any parting wisdom to share or? Um, no, I think, I think we're good, but it, I, I'm glad we finally got together to do this and stuff, you know, yeah. um, we had like it, third time, like I was like literally thinking I was like third time's a charm because we had technical difficulties the first, the first time we tried and then we had to reschedule the second. So, Yeah. It was hectic, but I'm super glad I finally, we were finally able to like work this out. It was like super long overdue, especially because I, you know, when did I do that art piece for you? Which actually it's been like two years or three. Because it was May of 2019, I believe. No, 2020. Yeah, it was May 2020. It was literally like when quarantine was like starting. Yep. (laughs) So it's so since then we've been like, let's do it. No, yeah, no, it's definitely been long overdue. And mm-hmm. that's why it's like, I am super excited to like have you on as a guest because I mean, again, it's just, it's been long overdue and I've been such a huge fan of your work. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I do plan on going to San Diego soon. So maybe we can like hang out. I, yes. And I, I haven't seen you on like, I mean, I remember seeing you like way back. So yeah. we haven't seen each other. We didn't, haven't had the time to like get together, you know, bond. So. But from a distance, we've been we've been there supporting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I do want to say you're always more than welcome to come back. The door to the shack will always be open for you. Yes, thank uh, you so much. Future shows or, I don't know, just, just to chat and share music because you do have fantastic taste in music. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so till next week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>